Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, May 4, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? What we have is a follow-through to Jerry's presser. What does that mean? The Fed did their deal yesterday, our Kabuki Theater situation. Markets sold off during and after Jerry's press conference. That's Jerome Powell. So basically, we had a follow-through day, and we're teetering with these lows. So let's clear something up. We talked about this last couple of days. Now they did it. They closed below this breakup candle low, 406.74. That's an important place. They've run a test of last week's low for the most part. Last week's low was 403.78. Today's low, 403.74, and they ripped it back up in the other direction. Doesn't mean tomorrow won't close below. The market is now in a downtrend of recent. It's not in a downtrend of the weekly chart, for example. We'll get to that later. But when you look at the daily chart, this is the definition of a downtrend. If this support doesn't hold and the 50-period moving average doesn't hold, and this gap over here doesn't hold, that's around 101 and change, guess what? The market's going to begin to tumble. Now, got a couple of things on the docket. This is going to be very interesting leading into tomorrow and the end of the week. Let's start with the weekly chart. So we know about the weekly chart. We know about last week's low. We talked about it at least a few times. And if they close below last week's low, that's going to be a flare up in the air. It's a warning signal. It's negative for the market. Despite the fact that you have these moving averages below, it's a negative signal for the market based on last week's activity. They tested that number. They closed at the highs on the week. Now they're back down, teetering with the same number. That's a bearish signal if they were to close below. What else do we have? We have a tinfoil hat event tomorrow. Not to mention, we have the phony jobs number and Apple earnings after the bell today. Now, they'll report at some point during this video. If I think about it and look over, we'll take a look. But they generally delay the report to sometime between 4.15, 4.30 in that neighborhood. I'll likely be doing this video, but I may or may not see the earnings. But that's certainly, and the reason I bring it up is because certainly can be a market mover across the board. The net net is tomorrow, Friday, into the end of the week will be extremely important. Watch the close. Are they getting killed and they leave that number behind from last week, last week's low? Or do they fight it, recover, and rip it back up in the other direction? Maybe the market likes Apple's earnings. Maybe the market chooses to like the phony jobs number. We don't know what the market's reaction will be to these numbers. Built into the market is already whether she's going to go up or down. The spark will be an excuse from the phony jobs number, from Apple, from something else. The market's going to make a move tomorrow leading into the end of the week. It's either going to be on a rescue operation or it's going to be getting killed. One way or the other, the market will move. Taking a look at the 120-minute chart, see if there's anything we can see from a narrower time frame than the daily chart. And here you can see that they're basically eating time off the clock in a bearish, flaggish kind of formation. Now, they did spike the low 
and you do have the makings of a reversal candle, but it was not a reversal candle. The one before it had nice volume, the reversal, if you want to call it that, and it really wasn't a reversal, the green candle had average volume on this particular chart. So that's not good enough for any kind of reversal. But wait, there's more. The 240 chart, on the other hand, has a tail. You know I don't like these tails in the middle of no man's land. I like them at highs. I like them at lows. In the middle of the chart, they're not the same. Not all tails are made equal. But right now, on this 240 chart, what you have is what you have, and you take the market at face value. You have a tail. You have decent volume on that tail. That's right down here. And you have a retracement of that tail. That, in and of itself, is normal garden variety behavior. Test it a low, put in a tail, retrace the tail. That's kind of right out of the trading 101 book. But remember, the market's job is to make as many investors and traders look like fools as much of the time as possible. That's all sponsored by the Trick, Trap, Fool, and Frustrate crew. They report to Trick and Company. What about inside the numbers today? I will tell you in advance, we had a nice day for a lot of traders in the live room today and inside the numbers. You'll see that we had important numbers on the board. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I'm going to highlight a few important things. In last night's video, we discussed the important place, 406.75. Let's start with that one. Here's a 15-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. And you can see the importance of 406.75. It was our pivot right out of the gate. Not to mention, in the morning session, I told the live room they're going to run a test of 406.75 at some point today. That was when they were down here, down here. It didn't matter. They were always going to run a test of 406.75. Now, what happens if you get below? Well, it opens the door down to the 404.37 neighborhood. We think better in pictures. As you can see, the 404.37 neighborhood produced a bounce not once, but twice, three times off that place. That was a former gap. Traders in the room took advantage of that. Traders inside the numbers took advantage of that. It pays to know your numbers. We had some upside stuff. If they were to have a rescue operation, we didn't need it. So pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Here's some rhetoric at 9 o'clock about the debt default discussion. They always have the same discussion. They make a deal at the 11th hour or they shut down the government for a few weeks and scare everybody, tell everybody they're not going to get their social security checks. Then they make a deal, spend more money, expand the credit limit, and everybody forgets about the debt ceiling stuff until the next time. They've done this 78 times. That's called a joke. Imagine if you called your credit card company 78 times and asked them to expand your credit line because you were at the limit. What do you think they would say? How about on the first time? Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You see right here, the early look, 406.75 was the pivot. I made it a zone because there was another number right close by. So therefore, getting below the lower number, which was only 50 cents away, opens the door for the next number. And then the next number, there's your 404.37. Then we had some flip side stuff that we didn't need. 
931-406-75 is the pivot and important. Below opens the door for 405-45. They can bounce the tape there, which they did a little bit until they decided to go down and complete the 404-37. Pause the video, get back to the notes, double-check the work. They were basically back and forth in the same range all day long between the gap at 404-37 and the number, the pivot, at 406.75. That came up a lot today in the notes. You'll notice that. And the reason why I said, again, pause the video, read the notes. I'm just scrolling over everything so you see it. Everything is memorialized on YouTube every day. We're in open book situation here inside the numbers and my strategic forecast. Here's the point that I wanted to make with 406.75. And here's the point when I said to the live room, they're going to run a test of that number at some point today. And that was with a caveat, as long as they were above 404.37 is what I said. Not necessarily spiking it below for a few minutes, but as long as they maintain price above, for the large part, above 404.37, they will run a test of 406.75. Why did I say that? Back to the daily chart, we talked about it before. This is the same number. This is the breakup candle low. 406.74 low. I said they would run a test of 406.75. We're just rounding it up one penny. We've done that kind of thing in the live room before. I think we did it once on First Solar, if I remember correctly, a couple of weeks ago where I said, they're going to run a test of this place because of this. And markets typically will do the same thing over and over again. And those numbers, those breakup candle lows are extremely important. At some point today, this is off a daily chart. At some point today, they were going to run a test to see if Mrs. Market could get above that price and have a rescue operation. They weren't able to do it. That tells you, at least for today, everything you need to know. Closing below is a bearish close. It opened the door for the low from last week. They already hit that, and now we're teetering, just like we said before at the onset of the video. Any new information for Camp IWM? little bit of relative weakness today, down a little over 1%. The S&P was down a little under 1%. This is your last line of defense. Below here, 167.46. You get below that low, and it's lookout below. We talked about this monthly chart several times, and I said, and this is hypothetical, this is a hypothesized trend line, if you will, or channel, and I said... Are they just running a test at the top of the channel? We went over this a few months ago. This is a channel back and forth, back and forth. Are they just running a test of the bottom and go back up, or will they break the bottom? Once and if they break the bottom, then the floodgates open up. And by the way, this 100-period moving average, since they ate time off the clock for who knows how long, a year and a half, whatever it is, that's probably just over a year, that's no good anymore. Riding this for a year is diminishing the importance of that 100-period moving average. If they come down, this pattern will take price below 140. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Below all the moving averages is the first thing I see when this chart pops up. This is in a downtrend. Weekly chart looks very similar to the IWM monthly chart. Same concept bearish, flaggish kind of thing, channel for a while, break the lows. They tried to break it once and pop back up. You break these lows, 
is this 200 period moving average going to be bona fide support or are they going to test these lows and will they hold? Normally, garden variety market conditions, 12,000 give or take will hold, but 12,000 isn't anywhere near where we are now. There's pain involved if the transports get down to 12,000. Remember, second favorite market leading indicator next to IWM, a number one canary in the coal mine, the transports. How about the Qs? Different chart than most. And again, the Qs is skewed by just a small basket of stocks. You have some large tech companies, large retailers like Apple. It's a tech retailer. Call it what you want. Amazon, tech retailer. Call it what you want. There are a few large companies that skews the Qs. But we take the chart at face value and we say, hey, they ran a test of this breakup candle low, 315.05. Low today was 315.12. They're still inside of it. They're not that far from the 20-period moving average. So technically, they're above almost all the moving averages. Just below the 20 by just a little bit isn't anything to balk at. It's a short-term moving average, and they can pop right back up above it tomorrow. So they're not that far away. So really, technically, there's nothing wrong with the cues. You look at the weekly chart. Is there anything wrong? No. They're still eating time off the clock below the 100-period moving average. That's it. If you get below last week's low, all bets are off. Something different is happening. But until or unless that happens, there's nothing wrong with the cues. Apple could change that in about five minutes. How about the financials? They're doing the thing we talked about. Below that trend line, they come down. First, they go to this gap here. They filled that today. They pop back above it. Now, tomorrow, if they go down again, it's this gap over here, $31. It's pretty simple stuff. Right out of the book, Trading 101. Remember what I always say. If the financials are falling apart, it's unlikely the market's going in the other direction. If the financials are rising, it's unlikely the rest of the market is falling apart. It's so goes the financials. So goes the market. So goes the financials. Vice versa. All that stuff. You have the regional banking issue. So go the financials right now. About Smash Mouth. Now you're capped by the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average. And now you're in a downtrend. Just as fast as you weren't, now you are. Again, same routine with the weekly chart. 100 period moving average. Is this a retrace of last week's tail to run a test of somewhere in the vicinity of the low of this break up candle or the 20 period moving average? Is this just a retrace of that or will they get to and close below last week's low? That's what we're watching Friday's close. Uber important. And I just checked, Apple hasn't reported as I wrap up this video, so we'll wrap up this video. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.